AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Coming up on TMS, amputate the grandma. Don't put that in your mouth. A Saturday night at Frogger's house. Lies and the lying liars who lie. Nobody pays me to talk to my wife. Pinball wizard's garage sale. Pants on fire indicator. Keep your leg, make a lamp out of it. Aggressive microtransactions. The curse of Karen and Brandon. I hate it when songs get stuck in my head. In your head! Zombie! Don't finger the vinyl. The centipede that led to my wife. Leave the gun, take the canoleg. Reading is fundamental with Amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Who taught you how to handle vinyl? You don't just grab the vinyl, you grab it by the edge. You don't want your fingerprints on the vinyl because it'll ruin the sound of the record. I saw the joke, that's how I say it. The Morning Stream. My philosophy, a $100 shine on a $3 pair of shoes. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is The Morning Stream for Thursday, uh, January 19th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. Yeah. That's Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Scott. How you doing? Good. Here, here is how you hold vinyl. You have to hold it by the edges. Yeah. You don't put your fingers right on it. You have to hold it by the edges. What edge. is that? Is that Dark Side of the Moon? No, it looks like it. Because for a while, MCA Records was putting that rainbow thing on all of their albums. Oh. Um, I do have Dark Side of the Moon right there. But um, no, this is The Sting, the soundtrack to The Sting, which is the um, album that's sitting on top of here. Something else you don't do, which apparently I did when um, the last time I listened to this, yeah. which was quite a while ago, yeah. was I put the sleeve inside the jacket yeah. uh, with the opening facing out, which you're not supposed to do. You're oh, supposed to. is that a thing? I didn't know that was a it's thing. It's a thing, yeah. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, I just want that album out quick. No, 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 no. You have to put the album, you put the sleeve in the jacket. This is where I turn into Daniel Stern from uh, <laughs> uh, Diner, yeah. basically. This, yeah. is, this is exactly where I am. Yeah. But yeah, you put the sleeve with the opening at the top yeah. into the jacket, preferably with side A facing up. But Oh, uh, okay. I didn't realize there was a there was an effort to do that as well. You don't want it upside down. You don't want you absolutely don't want it upside down. But you okay. want basically you hold the record with the uh front facing you and the opening to the right. You pull it open. The last thing you want is the record to fall down. So you have the opening of the sleeve up at the top. Yeah. And uh preferably you put the side A facing you. So All right. You can- all right. I hope all you kids are listening. All you millennials with your brand new record players you got for Christmas, yeah. your Crosley, your Crosley suitcase record player, and your copy of the Arctic Monkeys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
look, they got to hear it somewhere. They may as well get the hard truth here on the show. It's exactly, fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's all good with me. Um, all right. Well, you're this guy now. Who taught you how to handle vinyl? <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> fine. Fine. You know what's got him fine with that? Uh, fine. Yes, really good sound on his complaint, though, I thought. I thought it really that, did. Really clear. But he's yeah. very close to the microphone. Yeah. You can pick up every... Uh, every bit of saliva in yeah. his oh. statements. Ah, see that? That's where you get me. You're always you're you know you don't it's like totally, to it is anything. It's it's uh, <laughs> you, just like a. You know, I wonder. Uh, this might be a thing to trace back with Wendy. Were your parents super super um, freaked out about you putting anything in your mouth that wasn't food? Like, don't put that penny in your mouth, or, oh, or don't yeah, drink right. from the hose, or right. A lot of parents, I think, were like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, if yours if yours scared you to the point of where the 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 merest thought of a germ or anything in your mouth would kill you, yeah. <laughs> if they ever put that fear into you, that would explain the whole like uh, what gross got out the most and and uh, you know barf yeah. teeth and stuff like. that. I don't that. know why you I noticed that stuff. You may be right. I'm trying to think back. I don't I don't have any specific examples the of foo. them doing and, that. Like your your parents put some put some mouth food. Maybe there's some foo. Yeah, they yeah. said, don't put food in your mouth, put foo in your mouth, they said. That's right, exactly. Even licking your fingers, like, uh, oh, chicken wings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ugh, hate it. People licking their fingers, ugh. It's but gross. how old are you going to get all of that great buffalo wing sauce off of them, Scott? I, I don't what, know. A napkin a and napkin. let it just go to waste? Yes, let it go to the landfill, I say. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Now that you've asked, I kind of want to know. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, get to a show today. It's a, we have a slightly shorter show today. Brian's got a doctor's appointment yeah. that kind of cut into time, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, rip through things and and still have right. most of it. Wendy won't be here this week. She'll be here next week. Uh, like Cool we'll... Modi said, go see the doctor. That's right. Cool Modi was right. It turned out he was right. Yes, he, he said uh, go have that checked out. I had my doubts about the guy, but <laughs> you know, now uh-huh. enough time has passed that I feel like we can. We proved him out. He's he was he was on the level the whole time. You know what that yeah. that song uh, in a weird way um, led to me meeting Tina. Now that I think about it, so Whoa. there was this club. I'll, I'll, just, I'll do this really really quick. No, I can't wait to hear this. This is a, a wild story. I would have never yeah. guessed. No, all right. So uh, it's this song by Kumo D called "Go See the Doctor," and it's yeah. like like the the core the backing stuff goes skeezer do do. Dude, skeezer, dude, dude, skeezer, dude, and uh, there was this club across the street from my high school. Opened up in a strip mall, but it was a it was an all ages club. Sure. And um, back in high school, that was that was a really cool thing. Went there, and for whatever reason, they started playing. Well, I mean, I guess it was it was what they wanted to play. They played that song, yeah. and I started talking to this girl near me about it, and her name was Beth. And uh, we were kind of laughing about that. And then they started playing a slow song. And so, oh, Beth, do you want to dance? And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. So uh, Beth uh, and I went out on the dance floor and danced to that and decided, hey, let's, you know, uh, I'd like to take you out sometime, as, as the kids say these days uh, or those days. And uh, Beth became my girlfriend for a while. She introduced me to Rochelle. And then oh, Rochelle, Rochelle introduced me to her friend Shannon and Shannon introduced me to Tina. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Were like, these all like your girlfriends of, in a it was row? Like a game of Frogger, like a bunch of lily pads all in a row that led me to that that uh that one spot at the very end of Frogger that's already got Mrs. Frogger in there that you land on and Oh, and, I always uh, forget Mrs. Frogger's even in there. 
I always forget that. Yeah. She's there, though. Yeah. Tina's Mrs. Frogger in this case. But hold on. Did right. you date all these girls in a row, or was it that they just recommended the, the other few? They, were... uh, I dated uh, Beth. I did not date Rochelle. We we <laughs> we gave it a shot. Like, we... He said, you know, we hang out enough. Like, you know, should we should we maybe try going out on a date? And we even kissed and stuff, but it just it just totally didn't work. Yeah. Um and then uh and then I dated Shannon, then Shannon uh introduced me to Tina, and then when I started dating Tina, Shannon got really pissed, even though we had broken up for months. Oh, she was mad? She was mad. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, she tried to slam uh very long story short, she tried to slam my legs in a car door. I was Standing outside or sitting in the car with my legs turned, yeah. facing, facing. Uh, well, actually, I guess I was. My body was turned. My legs were on the street. Yeah. The door was slightly ajar, but I was turned. And I was talking to Tina, and Shannon came and launched herself at the door to try and slam my legs in the door. That's and, uh, freaking terrible. And, and Tina like said, "Oh, Brian," and maybe turned my head, and I saw her just as she was getting to the door at a full run, and like <laughs> pushed back on the door. Dang, from, dude! From that, doing that, yeah. that's hardcore. Hell, hell hath no fury like a Shannon score. No kidding, that could have really hurt. You know? Yes. yes. Like that could have been real damage. That's that's pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, she was uh, easily the you know on the the scale of. Zero to uh, uh, Crazy Town. She was way up there. She like was up on eight there. or nine. Yeah. yeah, it's like that girl that stabbed the bear and put ketchup on yes, it, like blood. Right, yeah. exactly. Yes. I had my Very, I had one of those. They could have been sisters, <laughs> <laughs> long lost sisters. Oh my lord, Shannon and Paula. Don't put those two together. The whole world no, ends. No, anyway. So uh, well, that's awesome. Was not expecting to talk about that, but hey, we we all have our therapy Thursdays. We do it all we can. Yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> Wendy's not here, so we deal with it how we have to. Hey, we got a text I want to read. This is from a listener who called us in, or the texted us in at uh, 801-471-0462. head in particular is the name. Mm-hmm. says, a funeral home employee here. Related to your discussion of wanting parts back after medical procedures, I always say... It's your body. You should get it. So, yeah, you Brian, should get to keep. You should get to keep the uh, the old chip when they put a new chip in. Right. If they go like like let's say worst case, this I hope this doesn't happen. But worst case scenario, your doctor sends you to a specialist and he says uh, we got to take your uh, lumbar at one, one of your one of your things. You take one of your uh, your <laughs> your L five or whatever. We got to take it out and we got to yeah, replace sure, it okay. with some titanium uh, thing. Ooh, I like that already. You okay, should yeah, keep. Yeah. You should get to keep the old one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's my that thing. You do a coaster. Absolutely, it's. The, I feel this way about teeth, about uh, uh, appendicitis. You want to keep that appendix? You should get yeah. to keep your uterus, and that's where this came up. We were talking about it with the uh, with oh, Amy. Right? Yes, with Amy's uterus. Yes. So he says this. Uh, iMac had says years ago, I blew off a part of his hand nope. with fireworks. Nope. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> oh wait, I years ago a guy blew off. <laughs> there we go blew off a guy damn it <laughs> years ago a guy blew off part of his hand with fireworks that is that part's correct uh, the yes. hospital ended up releasing the unsalvageable bits of his hand okay. but only to a funeral home whatever was left i couldn't see much was stored in a small bucket of from uh, formal or formaldehyde i assume that's what formalin no, formalin, is formalin i think is a it might be a brand name of formaldehyde or or uh, just a but it's a, a preservative, right? Like it preserves yes. the flesh. Same, same right? Exactly. Okay, yep. so that's weird. Why would you? Why would a hospital send the remains 
of an undead person. Yeah, I would think that that's like considered uh, medical waste. You know, yeah. waste. You know, like what do you do with that? You burn ended it. Ended up releasing the unsalvageable bits. He could follow up and tell us, but maybe they have a deal uh, with this the city where they burn. <laughs> they're they're the ones that dispose of it through the crematorium stuff or something. I, I yeah. don't know. That's really weird. That's really weird. That's really so weird. I wonder, is, so, so you know, his fingers, right? Oh, yeah. we can't sew this part back onto his hand. What else? What else would a hospital send to a funeral home instead of just destroying there at the hospital? As, as like I said, medical waste. No kidding. Like, let's say it's half your hand, and you're missing a big chunk of the meat here, and that meat is right. no longer usable. What do you do with that meat? Why would you? Or send if that, they amputate thing? somebody's leg. Oh, right. Good. Right? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Do they... All right. There's a question. There's a follow-up question then, but let's finish this thought. They amputate a leg. Do they Do they burn the leg in their own furnace or whatever they have, a medical waste thing, or do they have to send that to a funeral home? And follow-up question, if you had your leg amputated, would you want to keep your leg? Oh, my gosh, dude. Yes, but I'd <laughs> want to put it in like Lucite, like a... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some mylar, kind of acid-free mylar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it'd be see-through. Like when they put bugs and stuff or, you know, uh, other animals in there. Yeah. I want like that. Yeah. So it's a big old triangular or a rectangular block that's see-through and transparent of my leg. I would do that. Yeah. It would hell, really okay. hell yeah, yeah. I would do that. I mean, I don't want to freak people out. I don't know if I have the room out, here for a leg. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get rid of something. We were talking about this new uh, mini pinball machine that looks really, really cool. It's the oh, Legends what is it? Pinball see. Micro. Legends Pinball Micro. I want to so see you know it. my video pinball here, this Marvel, the one from uh, Arcade One Up. Right, right, right. That's like half or, or three quarter size of a regular pinball machine. This one is like tabletop size, but kind of just the right size. Oh, look at this! This looks great. Yeah, and it's five hundred <gasps> bucks. Five hundred bucks. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a pretty. That's that's. I mean, it's, that tells me it's made well, so that's good. But um, yeah. Okay, let's see. Now I can see the size of it. Oh, yeah, this and looks this like... This is where you play your retro, right? Like 50 built-in games, oh, uh, yeah, all the dude. Taito stuff. Yeah. Do you play the... Anyway. Um, probably... Uh, what's that new... Who makes those new pinball digital games? Uh, Zen? Zen oh, pinball stuff? Yeah, Maybe Zen they'd... pinball. You might be able to load the Zen ones on there. Yeah. I can load the Zen ones on here. Can I load Pokemon... Uh, pinball though that's my favorite pinball machine oh gosh game. I love Pokemon pinball Pokemon pinball is amazing it would have been oh that's kind of a cool idea like turn that Game Boy DS or, or Game Boy Color game into a pinball like a realistic looking pinball game mm-hmm. and yeah. but keep all of the the exact layout of the table, the bumpers, all that stuff because that was I would love it really cool. yeah the GBA yeah. game in particular is my favorite I love that one I could yeah. play that right now and have a good time. And I'm not really a, P- a Pokemon person, as you know. And for, for right. whatever reason, Pokemon Pinball scratches that itch. Yeah, for me, yeah. not sure why. Anyway, uh, if you get that, I'll be jealous. If <laughs> I won't, because somebody in the Nomic, I think it was in the chat room, said, uh, "That's cool, Brian. Where would you put it?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't ever, I don't ever think about that question." I uh, we talked about this a little off air, I think, but I have yeah. got to deep junk yeah. some i just yeah, have to pare down yeah i think we talked about after film sack and that's uh there's so much stuff you, i don't need if you follow me on ebay you're gonna see a lot of stuff a lot of collectibles and garbage and stuff yeah well no garbage i'm gonna give away what i can ebay what makes yeah. sense yeah. garage sale some of it this summer 
I just Facebook I got to simp- the stuff that I don't that's too I'm too lazy to put in a box and ship to someone. Yeah, I just want to simplify. Just too much yeah. shit, you know. And then I'll uh, compile more, and then I'll get rid of that. That's just the pattern. But right now, it feels like we're at a crescendo. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or something. I just pack rat it or something. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I don't need. But I'm not getting rid of these Golden Girl figurines, Nicole. These well, are great. No. These are staying forever. Wee. <laughs> I should just keep her there. Keep her there the whole show. Which one is it? Oh, it's even um, Betty White. I should just keep Betty White in front of me. Isn't that cute? Actually, changes the way the mic sounds. All right, put that over there. Uh, All right, we also got one more text from a listener who did not leave their name. Uh, Says this: My ten-year-old asked me a fun question that I thought might be fun content for TMS. Would you rather get two hundred dollars every time someone lies to you, or two hundred dollars every time somebody tells you the truth? One hundred thousand percent. I'm going with the every time somebody lies to me. Because really? Yeah. Their people lie way, way more than they tell the truth. Way yeah. more. I mean, we're talking, and we're talking like little white, like every kind of lie from from the big whoppers to the little white. Like, oh yeah, no, those those pants don't make you look fat at all. Yeah, That's exactly. I mean. All of it. Yes. I think you have yes. to. If you count it that way, we are rich men with lies rich for sure i think so too yeah but if you do it with the truth thing you're gonna make yeah. a little money <laughs> you'll make a little money you know yeah. like you'll make money every time you talk to your wife but mm-hmm. anytime outside of that <laughs> maybe was, you'll make a little money on the lies thing when you talk to your wife too i had a uh, uh this is forever ago but a long time ago had a dream that it that if uh every the, the way to disrupt the world entirely and have it reset would yeah. be for a technology to come along that suddenly in a blanketed way across the entire planet, all eight, nine billion of us, whatever we are now, mm-hmm. would immediately uh, be able to read everybody's thoughts all at the same time. Sure. It oh, would God, destroy yeah. everything. Everybody gets tele- or tele- uh, telepathy. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. Telepathy. It's yeah. a bit like that, that Ricky Gervais movie where he... Yeah, uh, there was some movie about where they invented lying. I can't remember the name of it. But, I can never uh, remember the yes. name of the damn thing. It's that though, right? The invention Wasn't of lying. There, is that it? A movie about the invention <laughs> of lying? <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> but like, like if you did that suddenly, like right now, out of the blue, yeah, man, it would f things up. Just f yeah. things up because nobody. Think, you would find out how many people are just like lying to you all the time, and it would be a lot. And I don't mean just people you know personally. Yes. It would be. The mechanic up the street, the guy who sold you those pants, the uh, you know, the heads of of massive corporations, uh, everybody from top I'm down gonna, in the middle, it'd be bad. I'm going to say this right. I'm going to proclaim this right now, Scott. January nineteenth, go nine twenty six a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, that uh, once we get our Google Glass uh, or whatever Apple's working on, or whatever any you know, whatever AR system ends up being the dominant the dominant AR glasses yeah that someone is going to develop an app that uses um, facial recognition uh, n- uh, typical nervous tics uh, sound you know wavering voice and sound that's going to give you is going to be an app that is going to sit in the bottom right corner of your Google glass screen your your HUD and it's going to say 
75% probability that what they just said is a lie. Like I, a little, a I little think you're right. Circle. Yeah. I not only think you're right, I think that tech already exists in other use cases. It's just a matter now of making it to the consumer grade stuff because, you know, yeah. people use it all the time for like surveillance camera and facial recognition. Exactly. And yes. Micro expressions. That's the word I was looking for. So little micro expressions that it uses people looking up to the right as they're saying something or, yeah. um, you know, a, waver, a little wavering in their voice that might be normally undetectable or on its own detectable but not compared with everything but else. can you imagine the future of karen technology she walks into a store <laughs> she doesn't even like say anything she walks into the store and she sees a clerk and he walks up and goes can i help you and she goes just a moment and she pulls out her things puts them on her face and then looks uh, at him and goes okay is there a better deal on this blanket than you gave me and then, <laughs> you think? Oh, I was thinking it was going to be a lot, a lot more than haggling. That she would use it for, like, uh, <laughs> let me talk to your manager. Well, I'm the manager. Oh no, you're not. But I'm <laughs> thinking that better. the uh, that that technology will also be in the front of retail establishments and will automatically lock the door if they sense a Karen coming. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, that would also have a way of seeing my, her microtransactions, which are aggressive and <laughs> horrible. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I love this. This is good. You know, can I tell you the two people uh, in my life that I love, but I feel so sorry for uh, sorry for right now? Yeah. And that's old man Franks and old lady Franks because the names Brandon and Karen have been so <laughs> besmirched in the last couple of years. That I hadn't I've, even thought about this because I just think of them yeah. as old man Franks and Mrs. Old Man Franks. I never yes. think about it, but you know what? You're absolutely right. In their yeah. regular workaday life, they have to be. Brandon and Karen, Karen yeah, since yeah. since 2000 and now that's I mean hats, hats off we owe them something yeah, a yeah. debt of gratitude or something I don't know what we owe them because they're know, nice people yeah. anyway all right well there you go uh we're gonna we're gonna take a take a bit of a curve now and talk to Amy. yeah well this this we normally do here but then the curve then the curve stops yeah then starts. we then we have a different yeah. curve and when that curve comes you'll know it because <clears throat> you won't be ready for it, and it'll it'll jerk your neck like you got the rubber neck. I don't know what that means. Here's this. Uh, that jaunty music means that uh, Amy's back with us to talk about books and what we should be reading. Amy, welcome back to the show. And we don't hear her. Oh, well. All right. Thanks, well, Amy. Well, thanks, uh, Amy. We'll see you next week. And... Uh, just kidding. She probably just needs to unmute or uh, yeah, just just turning uh, the microphone off. I I want to hear her do the chuck. You yeah, know, right. Every, like uh, like Nicole used to do the mark. Yeah, you can tell she's probably scrambling. Hello, hello, are you there? Nope, still nothing. Nope, still nothing. Yeah, check your sources. Check your uh, check your check your baggage. Uh, two weeks. Two so weeks. Answer, tell you a weeks. story. Amy was the first person to order uh, a TMS Steam Deck, yep. which are now back back in full production. And uh, uh, oh yeah, you can mention on quarter night. Um, oh, but, I was going to ask. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, I will do that. Um, but uh, and and the the code I gave you is only for patrons for TMS patrons. So okay, yeah, um, I'll just do it anyway. Those, those those scrubs will have to pay full price. That's how I'll handle it. Exactly, those, those scrubs. But here's the here's the thing. Um, the the uh, mail system, United States Postal Service, seems to have lost her order, her lost her package. Oh no! Yes. What? Exactly. So it's like I'm I don't. Like, I, God, you. That's annoying. That's annoying. I know. Like I, I shipped yours like over a week ago. Have you not received it yet? She's like, no, it hasn't come in yet. I'm like, great. I went and looked at uh, 
uh, looked at USPS tracking. It's like received package from uh, from customer, and yeah. that's where it stops. Weird. Yeah, yeah, that sucks because when you're the first one, like literally, yeah. like someone on a forum going first. I hate that, but she's literally yes. the first. And now, she's when now it's late, yes, lame. Exactly. Amy, you there? Can we hear you? Nope, still don't hear Amy. It keeps saying RTC connecting. Oh. What if you that? can hear us, maybe quit um quit uh, <laughs> she says, uh Discord. Oh there we go, she is maybe. Yeah. Discord is effing me, she says. It keeps saying RTC connecting. BRB. So sorry. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. We're easy, about. man. This show, you know, look, if TMS is anything, it's fluid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh yeah. simple. Oh, now she's uh, she's chatting directly to us. She's going to try okay, the phone. She's going to try on the phone. All right, cool. Yeah, we can make that work. No problem. In fact, I can even ring her from here. See if it'll ring her phone. Okay, we got the rings of ringage. I'll bet this works just fine. That's how the how this stuff pans out. All right, I see her fraggle photo blinking. <laughs> yeah, that seems like uh-huh, a sign yeah, of yeah, yeah. Something, something's coming. I can feel it. Oh, man, it's like a heartbeat. That's a slow heartbeat, though. We want to look at that. Look at need a little faster heartbeat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Maybe it's her ice. Maybe she's got a local outage or something. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, and technically, we are reading her replies. So if if this is all read this ends up being this week, it's we're reading. Look, here's the reading. Discord is effing me. It keeps saying RTSC connected. BRB, so sorry. That's the end of the book, everybody. <laughs> Go get it on Amazon. Uh, Icor, you did receive yours because you ordered yours back in December, right? Like you, you, then you ordered a Yeti. Icor is like, is that the same service used for me? Please tell me you've received. Oh, who, uh, I don't know. He didn't get. It. Oh, Claire didn't get. It. Well, Claire, Claire, you're in a weird place. Didn't, she didn't order anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. You didn't get the free thing. You think you're owed? Oh, I see her back. Hi, are you there, Amy? Here, can you guys hear me now? We can hear, yeah, you, we can now. hear you now. Yeah. Yep. You sound like you're on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a phone because I have expletives for Discord. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, look, they don't call it Discord for nothing. You know, it's uh, sometimes there's Discord. Uh, uh, you're fine. This sounds good. We could totally do this. Yeah, this works. Totally, totally works. Yeah. yeah. Pinch? Totally works. Yeah. To- Mike and everything. Well, it's one of those things. We'll make it work. Uh, I don't know. You you had said to me earlier there was no clip for this one from an audiobook, so you said you might be reading it. Um, that'll be fun on a phone for you, but I I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind at all. Yeah, not on the phone either. It's it's fine. I'll I'll make it work. It's a, um, it's a little choppy. Are you on speaker? Damn, I don't. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> See if it'll let you do like non-speaker. It might sound better. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm trying to do, but now I can't. It's like not. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Ha ha ha! Oh, like, there oh, it is. Much better. better. Yeah, lots better. Yes. Lots better. You were in a can there before. Uh, we'll take this. Hey, uh, yes. look, look, everybody. It's Amy. We're going to talk about books. And uh, yeah, hey, reading's reading's important. Everybody should read. So it's fundamental, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Reading is fundamental. It is. It, I say that all the time, actually. Do you, <laughs> when, do you really? somebody, when somebody screws something up or they ask me a dumb question, that's like <laughs> it's like I read on Airlight for yeah. reading. Like if there's a sign, you know, I used to work at a Longhorn and there was a 
big, bright neon sign that said where the restrooms were. And invariably, people would come up to me and ask me where it was. Hold on, long <laughs> and I would, of course, politely direct them to the restroom. Oh, and then under my breath, I'd be like, reading is fundamental. It oh, is oh, fundamental. So hold on a second. <laughs> so, is it Longhorn? Yeah, you're really hungry for steak. Is that what that is? I don't think we yeah. have Longhorn here. I don't think. Hold on, Longhorn. Is it, oh. It's part of the Landry's group, isn't it, Longhorn? Oh, no, yeah, it's like, oh, no, Longhorn it's like one of those. Landry's? That's like it's. I think it's part of like this uh, Darden restaurant group. So it's Darden, like okay, yeah. um, Red Lobster and Longhorn Steakhouse and all those places. That's yeah. right. What okay. am I thinking of? There's something here that we we have Texas and we Texas Roadhouse. Outback. You have Saltgrass. No, maybe? don't have Saltgrass. Why is why is Longhorn? Oh my god! You have gosh. like Ted's Montana Grill. No, that sounds good though. Oh it's yeah, great. that's it's, uh, yeah. Jane Fonda's uh, ex-husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a Ted, Turner's, Ted, uh, Ted Turner deal. Turner. Yeah. Is it all in black and white or color when you go in there? Uh, part of the restaurant is you walk in, it's black and white, and then it turns into color as you go further yeah. back in the restaurant. Ask your great uncles, folks, what Brian and I are talking about. <laughs> Ask that weird old guy who lives up the street. Yeah, that's a, that's an old reference. Anyway, Amy, tell us what we're reading this week. Yes. What what yes. what should we fill our heads with? Because man, I need to right now. What do you got? All right. So a little bit of setup for what I'm about to read you is um, there is a, an American man who is teaching English in China, and he is in his classroom speaking to his students. All so right. that is the that is the setup to try okay. and make the. The actual and I don't need to. I don't need to brace myself for a crazy point. accent or anything, right? You're not gonna. You're not gonna do that. No. Okay. I, I, no. Okay. <laughs> I, no. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. You're all. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Teacher Mark, how do you feel knowing your country dropped an atom bomb on innocent people? My face turned red with embarrassment at having the question put so personally, but I tried to remain detached. That is a good question, Teacher Zhu. I can tell you that in America, many people disagree about this. Not everyone thinks it was the right thing to do, although most people think that it saved lives. How did it save lives? Well, by ending the war quickly. Here, Teacher Zhu looked around the room at his classmates. But, Teacher Mark, it is a fact that the Japanese had already surrendered to the communist Eighth Root Army of China. America put the bomb on Japan just to make the world think America was the... Uh, the... The victor! Shouted Fatty Du. Yes, yes, the victor! Shouted teacher, uh, said Teacher Zhu. I must have stood gaping for a long time, for the other students began to na- laugh nervously. Teacher Zhu... How do you know this is a fact? Because that is what our newspapers say. I see, but our newspapers tell a different story. How can we know which newspaper has told the truth? Here, he seemed relieved. That is easy. Our newspapers are controlled by the people, but your newspapers are owned by capitalist organizations, so of course they make things up to support themselves. Don't you think so? My mouth opened and closed a few times, but no sound came out. Fatty Dew, apparently believing that the truth had been too much for me, came to my aid. It doesn't matter. Any capitalist country would do that. It's, it is not just your country. My head swimming, I asked her if she thought only capitalist countries lied in the papers. 
course not. The Russians do it too. But here in China, we have no reason to lie in the papers. When we make a mistake, we admit it. As for war, there is nothing to lie about. If you look at history, you can see that China has never attacked a nation. It has only defended its borders. We love peace. If we were the most powerful country in the world, think how peaceful the world would be. And scene. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, so, uh, yeah. boy, uh, <laughs> see why you didn't do voices in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> this up. <laughs> oh yeah. With, like the, the voice version of yellow face. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, um, I respect that. Uh, so what, so, so, um, this feels timely for some reason. I don't know why it just feels like this. Yeah. People are oh, having weird well, arguments like this right now, you know? Interesting. You should say that I picked this book and I specifically put it on my calendar for today to do this book today because this Sunday is Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was why I had picked this book for for this uh, time period. But yeah, and and I thought it was really cool that you brought up on the show the other day. You were talking about, uh, you know, China and and things like things of, of this nature. So I don't know. It was it's a really cool book. The name of the book uh, is not shitoutofluck.com. It is uh, Iron and Silk by Mark Salzman. Mm. Uh, and be careful. Look for the one by Mark Salzman because there is another book called Iron and Silk by someone else. And I haven't read that one. So this recommendation is the one by Mark Salzman. It is a true account of his time living in China as a, a, a teacher and, you know, like I said, he's there teaching English to Chinese people. But he's also he's one of these like Renaissance people that's just kind of want to just smack him, although you wouldn't be able to because he's also a martial arts expert mm-hmm. and he plays the cello. And like he's one of those people who's just freaking good at everything he touches. Um, but and he you know, he learned to do Chinese calligraphy while he was there. He he literally just went to China, I think, to absorb as much of their culture as possible and and really learn where his viewpoints were you know very western and that there is a another way to look at things Mm. and that scene i read this book about 10 years ago it's actually it's a little bit old um so it was written in let's see 1986 and uh so you know there's some there's some stuff that's dated in here there's not you know you're not gonna find people walking around with cell phones things like that but um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a completely true story, and it just kind of reads like somebody telling you anecdotes about their time spent living in China, and it's fascinating, and it just gives you a, a really cool look at at sort of a the Chinese culture in a way that makes it relatable. Um, in a, in a way that we don't really get unless you actually know a Chinese person, mm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and it's really fascinating. I always thought, I love that scene in the classroom where they're talking about the newspapers mm-hmm. because, you know, my thought was always like, well, you know, China doesn't have a free press. Right. So mm-hmm. we don't, we don't really know. Like, especially I thought that during COVID I was like, ah, we have no idea what their COVID numbers are because their government controls all their press, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then that all that always stuck with me. It's like, yeah, but corporations own all our newspapers. So yeah, yeah it's easy you know, to. It's, I mean, people people get 
xenophobic for a whole lot of reasons, but um, mm-hmm. right now it's easy just to go anti-China because China and and don't get me wrong, the government's up to all kinds of weird shenanigans, but I just think it's so crucial to remember that on the ground, it's just not what you think it is. It's just people, maybe different cultures, but it's just people, right? They're people like right. me and you just trying to get their stuff done and take care of their families and do their thing. And everybody's got their systematic issues from the from the ground floor all the way up. But at the end of the day, it gets so easy for us to just package it all up and go, China bad, you know, and we don't and we don't have the nuance to to break those apart and like look at it separately. And we've done this forever. You know, my grandpa couldn't even mm-hmm. say the word uh, Japanese without shortening to, to the the old J.A.P. They were so fond yeah. of in the 40s. And he couldn't mm-hmm. he never trusted an Asian person his entire life. He just didn't do oh, it yeah. because he was he came up at a time where they attacked us and we fought back and there was a huge war about it. And, you know, all the all the baggage that comes with that. And so it's really hard for people to separate just people from whatever monolithic government or corporation or whatever it is that is actually doing the things you disagree with. And I don't know. I always I always like being shocked out of that. I like being reminded that it's not that simple, yeah. you know. Well, and the fascinating thing to me, too, is, uh, you know, the things that are just cultural norms that feel rude, you know, like things that would feel rude to us are not necessarily things that are rude to people in Asian cultures. Right. Like uh, there and there's a lot of that in this book. There's there's one scene where uh, a, a master of some kind of art that he's trying to learn, you know, like I say, he try he learns everything and it's amazing, but, uh, offers him offers to teach him basically for free at any time he wants. And he tries to be he, innocently. He's being magnanimous about it. And he, he says, Oh no, no, that would be, that would be too much. I can't, I can't accept and, you know, of course, to us as Americans, we think, oh, he's just trying to be polite. You know, he's he's trying to not impose. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, to this this master and this Chinese master, that was a huge insult. It was a giant insult that he turned him down. Mm-hmm. And so it was extremely rude that he didn't accept his offer. And. You know, and then he tried to, after he kind of figured that out, he tried to go back to him and apologize, but it was kind of like, well, it's kind of too late now, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the damage is done sort of thing. Um, and you know, it's, that's, it's fascinating to me. Like we have a, we have a pretty big, uh, Korean community in our neck of the woods and the, the community art center that I go to, to do pottery, there's off there there are entire you know korean speaking classes there so often if you go in for open studio time there'll be like you know half the half the studio is taken up with you know these little korean ladies and they and they're of course making just like the most gorgeous amazing looking things and here i am just like fumbling around with this clay looking you know just making a mess and looking like a dork um but you know i'm like and i feel i i often am just like Wow, I wish I I wish I understood what they were saying because I bet there's some like really good you know, nuggets of wisdom or something. They're probably just sitting there gossiping, and half the time I'm probably I'm sure they're like laughing at me. But you know, like, um, 
but you know, it's just interesting. Like they, uh, there's a, there's a drawing slab at the front of the art studio and they will spread their stuff out and use the whole space because culturally it's like, Oh, well, this is here. This is a community thing. If I don't use it, that would be rude. Yeah. Whereas we would think, Oh, I only want to take up as much space as I absolutely need to leave it for other people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, and they, to them, they're not, they're not being rude. That's just what they're doing. It's not a, it's just a cultural thing. So I find that stuff imminently fascinating. Mm. You know, I, I just, I really do. It's like, wow. And I also, I think about, cause I don't speak a word of any kind of Asian language. Like I can count to, you know, I can count in Japanese because I used to take uh, martial arts a while back ago and I used to be able to count in Chinese as well or rather in Mandarin uh, but uh, yeah like that's it like I can't I can't speak a <laughs> word of anything in it and so I'm I would be horribly intimidated to to travel uh, to that side of the world but but also I would find it really fascinating mm. I, I I think I like watching things and reading things about their culture because I'm too chicken to go visit them. Yeah. Having spent some time in Southern China, Hong Kong was unique in its own weird way. Having spent some time in Southern China and a a full day in Tokyo is all I ever got, which bummed me out. I wanted to be there longer. Um, Being faced with all that cultural difference and also being faced with the fact that there's also a lot of similarities. Um, was made even weirder by being six foot three and no one else is that tall. <laughs> oh oh sure. my gosh. Yeah. I bet. I yeah. felt, I've never felt more like a fish out of water. It was a real, it's actually a real lesson for me. Cause I, I don't think of myself as that tall because on the average, I'm not that well, I am taller than average, but I'm not that tall. I see Brian, we're roughly the same, mm-hmm. you know, Fletcher's yeah. like a quarter inch taller than me. So I have friends that are taller and we're all kind of in that zone. I went over there and there was, half a body's worth of me sticking out of every crowd. And, and I remember thinking, is this what it feels like to have everybody's eyes on you? Because you're the, you're the minority in the room. Yeah. Right. You are the mm-hmm. one that looks different than everybody else. And that I've never quite gotten over that feeling. Um, yeah. I, 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 I actually I, have I a funny it. story about, about that. Not cause I'm certainly, I'm not tall anywhere I go, you know, I'm like five, three, five, four. So I, you know, I'm, I'm we, but, uh, I went, I spent a summer in France between my freshman and sophomore year in college. And, uh, it was like a little study abroad program. And, uh, we had this guy who was also on our, our tour, our, uh, our program. He was from like, South Georgia. It was this big, huge guy. He was like six foot five. Um, his name was Jeremy. I'll never forget. And he, this was the guy we took with us when we wanted to go out. Yeah. Right. Because we would not get accosted or whatever if we had this guy with us. And we went to like one of the wine tasting caves there um, because we're like, <laughs> we're 18, but it's legal for us to drink here. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we went to the wine tasting caves and Jeremy's standing there. And my friend Heather was up there and they're getting, you know, their tastes of wine or whatever. And this little old man comes up to Heather and like taps her on the shoulder and says, excuse me. And, you know, says all this in French. He says, excuse me, would you mind asking your boyfriend to sit down? He's frightening my wife. <laughs> like wow. Just his just his presence wow. by being this huge hulking. Just being tall. <laughs> 
person was like frightening this old lady. Well, the, and we all wow. just thought that was hilarious. Height is weird, man. I was I was at a Chinese factory in southern China in Shenzhen, the home of SARS, where SARS came from. Uh, mm-hmm. It was before me, but anyway, uh, while I was there, this lady who was doing the tour of the factory we were touring. Uh, she kept holding my arm, like kind of holding my my forearm with her two little hands and going, be careful, watch your head, watch your head, watch your head. And she said that the whole thing, it doesn't matter where we were walking. She goes, oh, you're very tall, very tall American. Watch your head, watch your head. And I was like, I'm, I'm watching my freaking head, my gosh. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good uh, perspective shakeup, you know, to have that kind of thing. Literally a new perspective. Yeah. So. Anyway, well, this is fantastic. I, also, I know yeah. we got to. I know we got to go because we're doing a short, short show of the day. But you guys were talking about amputating things, so I have to tell you this story. Okay. Um, it is. It is really funny. So Chuck, when he was growing up, he had a very mean grandmother. You know, some people like their grandmas are the best, and you know, like. Mm-hmm. Like some people are lucky enough to be like Van and have like the most awesome grandma in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like some people really don't like their grandmas. And mm. that was Chuck's grandma. Yeah. And she had, among other things, she had diabetes. And so at one point, like they had to amputate her leg. And Chuck was actually not, he was living out of state or whatever. You know, he was well into his adulthood by, by then. And uh, so his stepmom called him just to kind of update him, be like, oh, hey, you know, just wanted to let you know, like, your grandma's in the hospital and they had to amputate her leg. And he says, oh, which part did they keep? (laughs) And and she goes, (laughs) and his stepmom goes, oh, wow, that's really funny. Your dad said you would say that. (laughs) You want to keep it. I'm with them. I just I say it unironically when people have stuff removed. It's like, can we hang on to that? Keep the leg, amputate the grandma. Yeah, amputate, amputate your grandma. the grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, to remind people of the book one more time so they know the name and yes, all that. the name of the book is Iron and Silk by Mark Salzman. Nice. Cool. Uh, go check it out. Got it up on QuickTMS.li for your clicky clicky needs. Ah, there you go. Everybody live. Everybody right at on. home. You have no excuse. You can go check it out. Amy, we'll do this again one Earth week from now. All right. Maybe my stuff will actually be working. Then. Maybe it will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but have a Just fantastic Chuck. week. <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, yell Chuck. Everything will work out. All right. We've done it. And we're going to take a break. Yes, that's right. We're going to take a break and do a little bit of news after the break because we're breaking yeah. this up today a little bit. Uh, so, Brian, tell me about the middle song and uh, who it is and what we're doing. Absolutely. So coming from uh, PIAS Marketing, this one is a brand new album from the band Circle Waves. Um, the the album is called Never Going Under. Very, very cool. Look, if you're a fan of Phoenix, the band Phoenix from France, mm. uh, I am. Uh, they, they, you know, when I do a, uh, a playlist that has uh, uh, Vampire Weekend on it. They almost always recommend a Phoenix song. And now it may be able to start recommending songs by Circle Waves. Here is the first single from the new album, Never Going Under. It's called Do You Want to Talk? Pay for this. Do you 
Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric, full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com US. A great little item for you girl-getters. A futon keeps you away from the bedroom while performing the appropriate function. The electrocution was not my fault! The Morning Stream. Don't order the snitchel. They're using Schnauzer. And we've returned. Remind me who that was. Sure. From the brand new album, Never Going Under, that was Circle Waves and the song, Do You Want to Talk? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? But you just have to, just it's just once. Just oh. one, do you want to oh, talk? Just, just one. All right. I was just fine. singing along to it because we just heard it and it's still stuck in my head. It'll be stuck in my head forever. Yeah, that's the goal. All right, well done. Uh, now, this. It's the news and it's brought to you by... How about a bunch more songs stuck in your head? That's right. Come to Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash Coverville for an episode celebrating Donald Fagan's 75th birthday. Donald Fagan, half of the team, well, they had a band behind them, but he and Walter Becker formed the band Steely Dan, which at one time had Chevy Chase as a member. Whoa, uh, hold on. No, don't favorite. bury that yep. lead. Is that true? <laughs> That's 100% true. When they were that. in uh, Annandale, uh, the college in Annandale, they were performing as uh, uh, with, with Chevy, Tra- uh, Chevy Chase playing drums. I had no idea. That is yep. seriously feels like something I should have known, and I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, and All right. probably was just as likable then as he seems to be now. Mm. Uh, the stories here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, covers of all of your favorites. Hey 19, uh, My Old School, Do It Again, Peg, Josie, those two wonderful ladies. All that and much, much more coming up today. Twitch.tv slash Coverville, an episode that Tina will not listen to. Oh, <laughs> not a Steely Dan fan? Not a Like she is. There's I've, I've run into a lot of people in life that really don't like Steely Dan. And, oh. uh, I mean, I can I, do it. I only want it in chunks, but I, I, I like an occasional 
dip. Yeah, back. I'm. I found an album. Uh, first off, I found a cover of, uh, um, oh, Babylon Sisters by was it Babylon Sisters? Hold on, I gotta look this up because this. Speaking of mind blowing. Oh my gosh. Uh, a, a cover of the song. Come on, show me here. <laughs> oh, geez. It's going to take forever to load. Here we go. Uh, it is. Oh, it's because it was loading the search. Um, a cover of Deacon Blues. They call me Deacon Blues. Oh, you know. I like that song. They got a name for the winners in the world. Anyway, mm-hmm. covered by Duke, uh, Luke Duke himself, Tom Wopat. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew he sang, but I didn't know that. I didn't know he that. Covered was a... Steely Dan. Wow. Uh, anyway, so I found an album called Steely Dance. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this is just going to be horrendous, like dance versions of Steely Dan songs. No, it is really, it's it's way way better than it sounds. It's like this is stupid good. Yeah. It's weird how that turns out sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes people with their lesser careers impress us. You know. Yeah, totally. Good job, totally, Luke Duke. Yeah. It's Bo Duke who's no, no, trouble I, now. It, he didn't do the album Steely Dance. That's a band called Steely Dance, and they just do dance covers of Steely Dance. That's what I'm saying is stupid good. Oh. The Tom Wopat thing is oh, pretty oh, good. It's, it's, okay. Not, it's okay. It's not the version It's not the version of Deacon Blues that I'm going to play in the show. I found a much better version that I'm going to play in the show. Nice. Check it out. 1 p.m. today, everybody. Yeah. Music. Get some music on today. You know, Don't have your yeah. whole day just filled with a, whatever nonsense. Music. And yeah. that, that, of course, depends. Time-wise, it should start right at 1. I don't think I'm going to be at the doctor's office for two hours. but No. Um, Unless they make you wait. Start at one. You start screaming, my wallet's gone! My wallet's gone! <laughs> <laughs> just saw it's a callback to a previous story. Just saw that last night. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, here's, a, here's a story to kick us off. An entire grocery store has nothing but plastic products. It kind of reminded me of that Area 52 thing. Or Area oh, 51. yeah, the Area 15. Uh, the Meow Wolf. Uh, 15. Why do I keep saying yeah. 52 and then 51? I yeah, I don't know. Area 51's <laughs> in World of Warcraft. Area 52's right. the... Act- no, it's the other way around. And the Area- other way around. Area 52's in World of Warcraft. Area 51 is supposedly where the spaceships are being held. My wife brought me a beverage. Thanks, son. Ooh, nice. You're awesome. Area, Area 15 and Omega Mart specifically. Yes. The part of uh, Meow Wolf. And which was awesome. Um, you did not oversell that. That ended up being as cool as you said it was. That was yeah. awesome. And the one in Denver, when I when people ask me, oh, is there anything in Denver I should check out? One of the first things I say now is the Meow Wolf here in Denver because it's it's awesome as well. Is it a permanent installation as well? There? It is. Oh, yeah. nice. Yep. I thought it was a traveling thing, but maybe there's a version that nope. travels? No? Not, nope. Oh, that's too bad. I was hoping it would end up here. Yeah, they might still. I mean, su- surprisingly, they're building two in Texas right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, including Everything's Meow bigger Wolf. in Texas, and so maybe eventually they'll they'll put one in uh, Salt Lake. I hope so. Uh, so check this out. This is an entire grocery store that has thousands of fake food items made entirely oh, from discarded okay. plastic bags. So this is all recycled plastic. Which is gotcha. the entire idea. It's not like here's a bunch of new stuff and new plastic. That's those things like, oh, it's like plastic wear and plastic floor mats and things like that. No, not not even. Yeah. It's like non-edible stuff that just looks like yeah. products, like meat and eggs and cakes. A plastic and, watermelon or whatever. Yeah, all that Bananas. stuff. Yeah. I mean, as a, gotcha. as a kid, there's a part of me and part of my life where this would have been the ultimate destination. Sure. I loved fake food for a long time as a kid. <laughs> I was really this- into it. 
this so looks like Omega Mart. Holy cow. I know. This I might feel, as well just be Omega Mart. I feel like all it's missing is like the weird cavernous, like, oh, this freezer goes somewhere else or or whatever. Right. Um, but right. all, beyond that, very the cereal called doesn't contain spiders or something like that. Yeah. Yes. But like, look at this lady. Those are those God, are plastic this flowers. Garlic. I know, right? The garlic looks amazing. And it's like, oh, it is just wadded up grocery bags, yeah. but it just looks like garlic. I really act, look. Even their Gatorade are just wadded up grocery bags and Gatorade <laughs> bottles. Uh, I don't know if they're fake names. Are they all fake names? Um, uh, or are they looks, real? Yeah, because it's Bagerade. Bagerade. Oh, Bagerade. You're right. So it's it's, it's, yeah. it's very in that vibe of of the of that art installation. Yes. yes. I just think. Like I mean, even now this is interesting to me. But as a kid, I'd have lost my mind. And this and this uh, view that we're seeing with a cake table in front, and then you know two shelves, and then the produce. I'm I'm because of the work that went into this. I'm guessing that is you're seeing all of it. This right might be there it. In that shot. Yeah, this yeah. might be it. Plus, would you really? I mean, you're not going to rent like a, a an Albertson size place. No, no, and fill it with no. This is. Uh, this this put took a lot of work to put together. So that the fact that they did that much is very impressive. Yeah, I kind of love it. Um, all right, so there's that. Hey, check this out: a traveler's emotional support snake <laughs> uh, <laughs> got found by a TSA X-ray in the Florida airport, and it looks it just looks like somebody wadded up a big poo in their bag. Let me show you this picture. <laughs> it would freak me out if I was one of those uh, people. And also I have ah, a complaint, which yeah. I'll get to in a second, about TSA. I know there's a lot to say about TSA, but I have a very sure. specific complaint. But there it is. Look at that snake in there just hanging out. Oh, there it is right there on the bottom right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to say because these shoes look weird, right? Yeah. It looks like it looks like they've got three belts in there. Yeah. Because you see all those like buckles and then kind of a, a faint line connecting them. Yeah, that's weird. And then a, maybe a laptop on the left. Yeah, I think that's a laptop or a, a, it could be a tablet. A yeah. Laptop. Yeah, it's a laptop. I think oh, it definitely is because that's a trackpad in the middle and two speakers on the side. Oh, yep, sure is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but there's definitely a buckle on the bottom right, and then there's a different looking belt on the on the left side. So it's like maybe even a third belt with triangles on it. Like they're trying to say, I'll just put a bunch of belts in the bag, and they'll think the snake is one of them belts. Yeah, they ain't gonna have a problem with that. That'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't move, yeah. Cletus. Don't move the entire flight, Cletus. And isn't the point of an emotional support animal the fact that it's with you and not not shoved in checked baggage? No, that's a good point. Or even in your overhead bin, that's or weird. Carry on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Up there, getting banged around. Poor snake. I don't think this is good for the snake. But anyway, the TSA uh, says Bartholomew, this dude, uh, or no, the snake. Sorry, the boa constrictor. That's the name of the snake. Was, was hanging out in a traveler's carry-on bag on the uh, in the airport last month and was spotted by a TSA security X-ray. The traveler told uh, the officials that Bartholomew was her emotional support snake. The airline, however, declined letting the snake on board. Uh, in 2020, the TSA ruled airlines could treat emotional support animals as regular pets, not service pets, which meant their presence on a plane would be subject to the same rules and fees as regular pets. I didn't know that changed, but it did. Yeah. Uh, last year, a number of pets have been spotted by TSA x-ray machines, including a dog and a cat. Well, duh. Oh, wait, in the bag? Don't put your dog or cat in the bag? No. Oh, my God. It's worse. I mean, at least a snake... You know, it doesn't need a whole lot of of room to stretch its legs. No, right. no, no room needed to stretch its legs. Right. But Plus, their air needs a dog are different. Or cat getting all cramped in one of those things, yeah. and nope. for two, three hour flight, hell no. My dog would panic and poo. That's what. Oh, that would. yeah. Yeah. Then TSA has got a whole other problem to do with. Owner deserves to have a bag full of poo if they do that. Bastards. 
Um, I was going to say one more thing about this, and I forgot what it was. Oh, did I tell you that uh, totally by accident? Um, this has happened twice now, but when I went on my trip to the cruise, I totally forgot to mention this. I didn't know that my carry-on bag, which I'd used a couple of weeks prior to do some stuff up in the canyon, had a retractable blade in it, like a knife. Oh, no, like a carpet knife kind of thing? Yeah, and it, well, no, it was more like a full-on, like, lock blade, like a oh, pull it out. And I had it yeah. in there just for having it and forgot to take it out. I would I would always take it out before I fly. Of course, someone's yeah. going to catch it. Yeah. Nobody caught it on both directions. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. TSA, what are you doing? I just, when did you discover it? Like after you got back or? No, uh, when I got to the ship. I got to the ship and Jeez. went, oh, my gosh, it's here. But then I thought, well, if I got out of here or if I got here, maybe I can get back with it. And the, what's the worst <laughs> case? They'll confiscate it. Yeah. It wasn't going to kill me to do that. So I did oh, that. Yeah. And sure enough, they just let it go. I would I would probably just say, hey, can I get a, a padded envelope and uh, a stamp? I'll just mail it back to myself when we get oh, back. You to know what? Mailing. That's what I should have done. They even had a mail service on the boat. I could have done that. Yeah. I yeah, didn't think about it at all. I just felt like a criminal, like though. I was like, what did I get away with by accident? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Don't worry, TSA. I didn't use it at all. It just sat in my bag. I uh, used it to cut pizza. Here was my complaint. TSA complaint. So... Yeah. It's not fun doing that no matter what. The shoe thing is over overwrought. Like, we should stop doing that stupid shoe thing. Yeah. It's just like yeah. so many dumb things about it. Here's my biggest thing, though. It's, you're okay, let's say you've got like a 5 a.m. flight. You're already stressed. You're probably already running a little late. At the very least, you're tired. This is all a hassle. There's a huge line. It's kind of nightmarish. Maybe you don't even like flying. So this is like, ugh, I just, you know, I just don't need any extra stress. Here's what's stressful. Take all your shoes off and put them in the thing. Make sure your clothes are all prepared. Don't have any belts on. Hurry right. up, people. Bah, 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 bah. That kind of like that thing they do. Why is that allowed? Can't they say? I don't know what they should say. Gra- uh, uh, just don't it's yell so it. The issue you have is the way they like the way it's almost like a. Uh, like a dictator standing on top of a soapbox going, Hi, does he confide the in the Yeah, like exactly. It's like hey, I'm, you're saying if they just said, Hey, please take, make sure your shoes are off. Da, da, da. Yeah. I think it's because there are too many people who get all the way up to the conveyor belt and haven't prepared anything and they just hold up the entire line because that's when they decide they're going to start moving their phone to their, their carry on bag and all that stuff. I think you're right. I think that's, yeah. I mean, they probably have to. Like, I don't know yeah. enough about the job to say. But I do know this. If you're going to go that hard, yeah. get you know how machine learning can take a dead person's voice and make it seem like it's new again? Yeah. Get Lee Ermy uh, <laughs> and just broadcast him going, you know, listen, maggots, yeah. freaking, and then we'll, we'll all do it. I didn't it. realize they stack shit that high. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, stack or, stack and, your shoes in your box uh, like shit is high, he'll say. I and, don't know. And, uh, you know, the people I'm telling this to already do it, I'm sure. But, you know, if you travel more than two or three times a year, just pay the 80 bucks. Five years, TSA pre-check, leave your shoes on, keep your belt on, all that stuff. I'll give you eight. I didn't know they gave you five years. That's pretty good. Five years for 80 bucks. 100% worth it. Like, I fly you know, enough to make it the, worth the it. the greatest flying deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I should do that. I don't know why I don't. I should just do so that. you sit there as a TSA pre-check guy and just kind of look at the people all taking their shoes off and their belt and all that stuff. And it's like, ah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I'll put my hands up. Okay, sure, walk yeah. through, sure, good. I'm a little surprised it's not more, you know. Don't give them ideas, Scott. 
I, I know. I don't want to either. <laughs> don't tell them they get you. I think 80 bucks is just about right. Maybe a little too high. But a little too high. I'll still pay if it's 80 bucks. Bastards. All right. We are going to uh, we're going to call the news there. Hey, uh, good news, everybody. If you're like starving for content, we mentioned Coverville today at one core at 5 p.m. tonight. Ooh, core. Yeah. Woo. We're planning on some coverage of that Microsoft Bethesda event next week and um, a couple other little things. So there's a lot going on with Corey. Uh, you guys should check that out tonight, 5 p.m. live. And then Film Sack this weekend, we're watching Daredevil, the yeah. 2003. Do I have the year right? I think I do. Uh, you you know better than I do. <laughs> I do. Dare. I can see. I'm just test my, my skill here um, okay. with my years because I'm usually pretty good at this. Let's see. Daredevil. Oh, you're usually spot on. 2003. Woo! There you go. Nicely done. Not bad. Uh, anyway, that's the movie, and we're covering that, and I'm excited about that because that movie sucks, and uh, man, it's not as it's not as bad as everyone remembers. It's, it's okay. not as bad as uh, a few of those X Men movies that came out in mm-hmm. the later part of that deal, and uh, yeah. yeah, could be worse. Could be a lot yeah. worse. It's okay. Could be a lot worse. Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, Electra bad. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Really exactly. Yes. Horrible bad. Anyway, Daredevil, that's this weekend on FilmSack, filmsack.com for details. In the meantime, please support us over here uh, on our Patreon. Please, patreon.com slash TMS. Try our product. It's patreon.com slash TMS, where you, the fine listener, can avoid commercials, uh, get pre show content every day, including today, couch parties on the weekend, and more. Speaking of which, we're going to do uh, Ant Man and the Wasp this weekend. Yes. Preparation for Quantum Mania. Indeed. I should have all of your weird timeline ones covered because I've got, I, I watched uh, The Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, this one, Saw Loki. Okay. I think those yep. are all your lead ups, right? Um, yeah, maybe it wouldn't hurt to watch Captain Marvel the following couch party. Oh, we could do that. That'd be fun. I still yeah. haven't watched that, so that'd be good. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously she'll be she'll be more important for Marvels than for um uh for the next Avengers movie and the Kang Dynasty and all that stuff. Oh, Kang is so cool. Kang is cool. Man, that guy who's playing Kang, what's his name? Jonathan uh, Majors. Jonathan Ma- Ma- Majors? Majors. Yeah. Majors. What a stud. No kidding, right? I look at like him that, and I go, uh, you know, if I had to be gay, I could do it for that guy. I could make it happen. <laughs> I think so, too. Thanks, yeah. Kim. Oh, look at this. Yeah. I just got some bacon and some look at that. Uh, avocado, avocado toast. Avocado toast with tomatoes on it. Yeah, look at she's that. trying to make me eat better. So, Yeah, uh, people, if you saw Lovecraft Country, that was, for me, the breakout Jonathan Majors uh, thing. Oh hell yeah! He was in he was in a few things before that, but that was like oh yeah, and the harder they fall, I still need to watch that. No, that's but, so uh, good, dude. Oh, he's he's <laughs> got a he's got his moment coming because obviously the Kang stuff, which we're going to see him in in Quantum Mania, the the next two Avengers films in the multiverse saga, but also he's the uh, big bad in Creed three coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in something else this year called Magazine Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um. He's uh yeah, he's 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 got it going on, Jonathan. He's in Majors. Defy Bloods, which I meant to watch and haven't yet. Oh right, Defy Bloods. Yeah. And he's in what's that other one I always wanted to see? Oh the last black man in San Francisco is supposed to be good, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Plays Montgomery. Montgomery. Anyway, uh there you go. There's our love for uh that guy. Let's move out of here and have a song. Why don't you play one for me? What do you got there? I will play one. This one is a request. This one's going out to Jessica S. She says, uh, hi Scott and Brian. I've grown up listening to all the great guitarists. 
guitarists. My mom raised me in the, quote, school of rock. My favorite of all time is Jeff Beck. My mom and I have had many great moments listening to his music, and she has been able to see him numerous times. With his sudden passing, my mom and I are heartbroken. Could you please play his cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow or any of his covers? Love the show, guys. Keep on rocking. Signed, Jessica S. It was sudden, wasn't it? It was sudden, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, what a great, what a legend! And uh, if you ever go back to his uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when the when the Yardbirds got inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, he was a member of the Yardbirds for a short time. He got up there and uh, uh, got to the microphone and said, "Yeah, people uh, told me that I should be proud today." And I say, "Why? Those guys kicked me out of the band, so <laughs> f them." And then he walks <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, say what you want to uh, say, I guess. Wow. So I played somewhere over the rainbow as part of the the last week's Coverville, which was a Jeff Beck tribute. So if you love Jeff Beck, please go back and listen to that episode as well. So I decided I'd play something that also gives me a chance to drop a little more musical trivia on you. Um, Stevie Wonder wrote the song Superstition with the intent. Uh, she wrote it for she. He wrote it for Jeff Beck. Mm. And uh, um, intended for his version to be released, and then Stevie was going to do a cover of it. Uh, they both recorded their versions. Stevie Wonder's label said, oh, this is great. We're going to make this the lead song on his next album and put it out on his next album before Jeff Beck's version come out. So this was a case where the intended cover became the original, and the original became the cover. Mm. So I'm going to play for you what was going to be the original version of Superstition. This is by Beck, Boger, and Appus from 1978, or I'm sorry, 1973. Here is Superstition. We'll see you guys on Monday.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I have a good excuse. I'm part gay.